right. So Scary Pool Party, you're joining us today and you've got some interesting news. Yeah. Got an EP coming out. So, uh, yeah, I, I heard it last night, man. It's pretty good. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. Then, yeah, the EP's coming out and I'm just stoked on it, man. I've been jamming it. It's really- it, it, I, well, I was listening to it late last night and um, I was really impressed by the virtuosity of the instrumentation in it. Um, it was pretty active. There was flashes of uh, piano work. Um, there's a lot of raw honesty underlying through the songs. Mm-hmm. And I could also hear um, really good chord changes, almost like if you stripped it down to acoustic, you could hear a really good song. And, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you get away with that production, that active production, because it's actually a very tasteful production, mm-hmm. which I was thinking like, you know, you come from that acoustic sort of um, songwriting sort of um, thing but you, you're experimenting in the studio and it must be a really nice sort of refreshing sort of um, enjoyable process for you to hear that production, mm-hmm. um, the way that you've, you've produced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, it's very tasteful. It's active, but it's tasteful. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I, yeah, can, like I, can hear, I can hear it underneath. I can hear that song underneath the chord changes and it's really, yeah. you know, I, I reckon it would adapt acoustically as well. But uh, yeah, it's very tasteful, man. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to really kind of like expand in in styles of production, and um, I'm really thankful like for the people that I have around me that are extremely talented. Like for this EP, um, my friend TJ, he goes by Sawyer uh, as a producer. We kind of like always been collabing on stuff. As far as like, I'll have like a piano riff or a bass riff that I'm messing with, and I'll just make the I'll make the full song, and then I'll just send him ideas, and then he makes it even more cleaner. And you know, because like my thing is like I'm very much a producer, but I very uh, when I get ideas down, I'm like a you know, it's almost like a like a Picasso painting in a way. Like I'm just like you know throwing things in that can be you know something but some people that i know in my life have like really helped me form it into what it needs to be and i so i feel like with this ep it's been really dope as far as like um the songs having like a a a message behind it that's really you know meaningful but also having like the the virtuosity of playing instruments and like playing piano arpeggios and playing guitar and playing bass and having all that be the main focus as well as the lyrics so it's been it's been really dope. Well, you also have the unique ability to be able to play it acoustically if you choose. And for a lot of listeners, it almost sounds like a completely different song. Yeah, and I, I kind of like I like that. I like that idea of like being able to make a song that can sound good acoustically. It can sound good, you know, produced or it can be you know, you could totally just change the arrangement and still have the, the the same kind of like format as far as like, you know, playing as as different as you want to. I feel like that's really uh, a good goal that I keep in mind. Like, I don't think any song that I have, uh, like if I can't play it live, like, you know, like it's it's really not a song in my, in my opinion, like, cause you know, I can add some crazy, you know, arpeggiated synthesizer thing but if I go play it live or if I try to play it on an acoustic and you just find out like, oh, like the, the foundation isn't there. It's just some, you know, crazy shredding happening on the track. Like it's really not going to be there. So, um, yeah, so it's, a, it's a good song to start with and you've got the basis there. Mm-hmm. And what you build upon, if the idea is good initially, you can, you can always produce 
on top of that. But if you want to strip it back, it's always a good foundation, as you say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just found uh, the Universe song at the um, track four. Was it? Um, it was. It sounded very satisfyingly like to me when I first heard it. I thought that sounds like it's it's a fully realized song. Like, are you satisfied with that particular track that you? got everything that you envisioned in that track like it's it sounds cathartic and consistent and and satisfied to hear like satisfying to hear mm-hmm. yeah um that song is actually pretty interesting because I, I i i've had this um piano riff that i've been trying to like make into an actual like uh i've tried to make it into like a jazz song like a jazz fusion jam i've tried making it into just like only a piano driven song and, and and all that stuff but um i kind of like realized that you know why not just like make it into like a trap style song like trap is really you know is is really amazing production and all that stuff and that's where my friend tj came in and he was like he just like you know lost his mind <laughs> when he heard the the piano riff because I had sent him um, this full production with like this crazy drum driven track with the piano going and it was really you know unless like you're a real musician like musician head like you like listening to like jazz fusion and stuff like you'll enjoy it but for like some people like I would show my friends and like dude there's like way too much going on and I'm just like yeah you're right like I just need to like tone it down you know, bring like some heavy bass, uh, some really good drums and, you know, make it into a song. And so, yeah, I'm super stoked the way it came out. It's very reminiscent of, of you know, the thinking, the, the approach to perhaps maybe what McCartney would have to music or, or like a Matt Bellamy to Muse, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you have these piano melodies in your head, but you're able to incorporate them into a pop or rock song. Oh man. Yeah. Man. Like Muse. I remember when I listened to Muse for the first time, it, it was like, that was the main thing of like the music was so, you know, versatile and like, even like the Beatles, like when you listen to the Beatles, how, you know, for the music that they make, like their songs are great. You know, like you're like, man, like they're great. And the music's great. And everything in there is really, it's really like musicians made that. And so I really kind of wanted to, you know, put in the practice and put in the hard work and, you know, make these songs and that, and that kind of like area of thinking of just like, man, like I really love playing piano, you know, like why not incorporate that with some, some trap music. So. Yeah, it works. A room full of cards was my favorite track on the EP. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah. And uh, it's funny that you guys mentioned muse because I was thinking it reminds me of something and and I thought muse and, Mm. and, and you, you mentioned that, and I also thought it was kind of like if Muse met up with Keen, you know, the band Keen. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like a fusion between those two. And it was kind of, but it was different. It was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it's kind of like they kind of went Broadway. Like, as you say, all this yeah. piano and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Muse, Keen and Broadway. Um, yeah. What did you think of that track? Are you fond of that track? Yeah. Um, I had, um, I, I talked to, uh, a friend of mine about this track because you know i feel like the the whole vibe of it is is very much like a like a jazz lounge kind of thing where i wanted to put you in that area of like you know it's like a room legit like dim lit and some dudes just playing piano and singing like i wanted to like really bring that out and so with this track it was really kind of like experimenting um with not playing too much as far as like Cause I'm playing like that arpeggio up and down and I'm singing, 
but then also like the chorus I wanted it to be solely on the chorus and nothing else other than the vocal so it was a lot of uh ideas that I was just like trying to place into the right parts and it came out really dope and um yeah, I'm stoked on that one too. So yeah, your your first awesome. single from the new EP, Home, was released. We're assuming home is referring to your home because everybody's home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was this whole album inspired by being in quarantine? Yeah, I mean, um, home home wasn't actually home was like a single, just like a only single for the EP. I, I, I wanted to put it into the EP, but I felt like home was a statement for that of just like, we are legit just like alone in our houses, you know, like we're like in this place where we've all, we're all experiencing this, you know? And it was something that I, I just wanted to write and kind of like make a, a guitar um, driven song and make it pop. And uh, yeah, but it, it's like generally, yeah, it's just about <laughs> being inside. You know, you're one of the few musicians on this planet that can envision a sound and actually actually replicate it because of your instrumentation, because of your ability. Uh, what are your early influences? What's your earliest recollection of music? My earliest, I don't, I mean, I, I, I guess it would be, man, I don't really know. I guess, I guess, honestly, if, if you, if you wanted like my honest opinion, it would be like, I would hang out with my nephew a lot. And growing up homeschooled, like all we had was music to listen to. So I, I have a wide array of like, you know, a fascination of music. And so at a young age, I was listening to like Underworld, Aphex Twin, Slipknot, Nick Cave, The Birthday Party. Like, you know, you, you can think about every band that is kind of like out there and eccentric and stuff and going after, you know, musical ideas. Like that's the stuff that I really liked. And I also like pop and, you know, everything that I grew up listening to, I kind of like keep that in mind in terms of like, you know, I think music is so versatile and it's so widespread and it's just like this expression of people and bands and stuff. So um, I would say like, like early age, like, you know, I say like 11 or 12 years old, just really just, you know digging into some like Iowa or like some Slipknot stuff, you know, <laughs> you know, I, about I, Nick, Nick Drake. Yeah. Nick Drake too, man. Yeah. Pink Moon. Elliot Smith. Yeah. Elliot Smith, dude. Like all, all, any person that you can think of, like, like Zappa, Bob, Bob, like Zapp, you know, Zappa, Bob Dylan, like, you know, like Bowie. It's just so amazing. Like there's so much music that is drawn to towards like the inspiration and expression of it of like what I try to do and I think growing up I'm really I'm super thankful uh for that because I uh, a lot of people that I talk to in terms of like talking about expressing themselves and understanding where they grew up listening to music and all that stuff um is always how you build that how we said before like building that foundation and so yeah. uh for me, it was just that, just listening to good music and, you know, understanding that it's, it's everything that you can think of is out there, you know, in terms of sound. I read uh, somewhere that some of your stuff that is very uh, sort of emotional and, you know, it, it, it touches on feelings that uh, a lot of people don't, you know, you, know, you, you expose your vulnerability as an artist, which is, very admirable but you know you put it right out there like guys like nick drake did you know they touched the tissue of 
of you know uh, dealing with depression and, and Elliot Smith the same thing, and uh, you know you you put it right out there. Um, how do you sort of um, sort of balance that with the world? Like uh, you know you're putting yourself out there, but sort of is is there a point where you need to sort of protect um, that at all? Like with the, with the outside world? Um, I feel like with with you know every artist it's going to be different. You know, for myself. I feel like expression of honesty and saying things that are on your mind is needed. You know, I think as an artist, you know, for, for myself, at least I put the music um, and everything that I say very personally and I put it on my sleeve because I feel like this is the only thing that I have um, that is my way of expressing, you know, just like how, you know, you, you go to a restaurant and, and you go to, a certain place and you're eating food and you're partaking in something and that person that made the food is making it for you and it's just like that's their way of expressing themselves and for me that's music and so it's like I want to make sure that I'm completely honest in what I'm saying and I think it's sometimes it's needed to really you know say exactly how you feel and then you understand that like wow a lot of people are going through this and yeah. you know it's it crazy the relatability too is what gains that passionate fan base. That's when people connect to your music. People can listen to your music all day, but when they connect to it, that's when you have a fan for life. hundred percent. Yep. hundred percent. You know, um, I read somewhere at an early age, you were first exposed to music through your uncles singing Be Beatles tunes. Is this, is this true? Uh, yeah, man. My uncle, my uncle Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Good old uncle Frank. Yeah. He would, he would play Beatles tunes all the time. He's a. Any particular you know, ones? Uh, I mean, uh, what's that? What? Like a hard day's night. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, all, all the ones that you can think of. He would, he would always be playing it at his house and, uh, really good memories there. But, you know, he's, he's like one of the funniest dudes you ever meet. But, <laughs> and, is this what inspired you to eventually become a musician? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I feel like that, that was definitely like, I, you know what? Yeah, I would say that. I, I think I, I think good memories of just like, you know, good music with good, good music, family, good music. Yeah, family, all that stuff is really good. And I feel like, yeah, they, I guess that was like the foundation of like getting the idea of just, you know, maybe I can do music and stuff. So, yeah. Do you mind? Uh, we want to get into American Idol a little bit. Uh, you got your big break through this, but you did it in a very unorthodox way. One, you didn't play any cover songs. Hmm. And two, you played an instrument where American Idol had never seen this before. Uh, yeah. Talk about your approach and were you perhaps at all reluctant to go on a show that's known for manufacturing artists? Um, I don't think, I think that the, uh, the well, there's a lot of things that, that led me up to that point. Um, like before I, I got on the show, like I was working really hard. I was working all these jobs and I was, uh, I started going on tour with this band called Twin Shadow and I was really starting to like, you know, kind of try to establish myself as a musician. And um, I felt like life was like giving me these opportunities that, you know, were opening doors and I was like just going through and, and things were, you know, slowly getting better. And I was like, man, like, okay, cool. Like I, I did this step. Like, I feel like I'm a musician now. Like I can, I can do this and do that. And I, I'm working hard and practicing. And I feel like with American Idol, it was just that 
it was that and it was another opportunity that I was like felt like it was really you know it was scary in the in terms of like I'm I'm already feeling like I, I make my own music I can do these things and now I'm going to go on a television show and you know there people want covers and people want uh, a certain thing which is fine um but I feel like life definitely put this opportunity in front of me and I just went with it and um yeah there's no there's no regrets or anything like that I think it was a great experience taught me a lot and uh I continue to learn every day so yeah it was great. so, so do you thing- find that you're that type of person that's just bold to take a, on any opportunity make the most out of any opportunity like were you always like that or was it um after after playing a lot as you say then you had the confidence to say you know what I'm going to use this as an avenue to to really express my thing um and and that stuff that you were doing like your own songs did that sort of give you a different sort of mojo or a different confidence throughout that whole sort of product sort of situation like, like a that, feeling that like I'm, almost, the, I'm better than everybody yeah, here yeah. well just, no? just, just sort of like to, to get you through you know um you doing your own thing did it comfort you to do your own thing amongst all of that um well i i don't think it did it, it kind of made me more scared in a way okay. if i'm going to be honest like yeah yeah you know i i've I was busking and playing out in the street and I was, you know, working at like a lot of jobs. And so working a lot, playing every day, trying to practice, trying to do all this stuff. And I feel like if I didn't do that, it wouldn't have prepped me for going on a show um, to express myself um, because it is unknowing, you know, as, as far as like yeah. the music industry and all this stuff, it's like, you know, if, if you don't really know who you are, like, it's it's something that can be you know sought after from like anybody it can be like oh like this person doesn't really know who he is so like let's throw this and this and this at him and for me it was it was kind of like totally opposite where like I felt like my whole life I'm just trying to find out who I am and I went through you know countless hours of practicing and doing all these things Mm -hmm. and when I got to that point where I was like playing in front of television it was totally a new thing that I was experiencing and so I took it as a way of learning and trying to understand what exactly I'm trying to accomplish and so what I kept in mind was legit like focus on the music you know focus on you know practicing more and focus on just trying to be staying healthy keeping a positive mindset because it's something that's you know it's something that I've never experienced so it was um, going through it it was definitely a scary time, but it was also a very, you know, there was a lot of warm hearted moments where I met a lot of good people and met a lot of good friends. And, you know, I think the music um, in terms of what I do now is like, it's put me in a spot where I can make music now and I have time to really think about what I'm going to put out. And, you know, I have amazing people around me that are so positive. And so, I think the whole experience was a great thing. And as far as like learning and stuff in terms of like something that I've, that I really cherish is, um, you know, I think with the artistry being the main focal point of it is the greatest thing that I can ever, you know, just be thankful for. So you just summed it up right there. I mean, you went through that whole process and you stayed true to who you are and, you know, which is a music purist. And you went through that whole process, maintaining that consistency. Yeah. 
And, and there was a lot of, there was a lot of times where I had some really, you know, deep conversations with a lot of people on the show and it was great because it was like experiencing something that was like, we were all going through it. And, you know, I was really like, you know, it's just like, whoa, like what's going on? <laughs> I was just like, whoa, like this is, this could have been the best thing for you to sort yeah. of like be working it out as you're doing it mm-hmm. um, and doing it the way you're doing it was, was almost like a win for music in a way, but somebody homegrown trying to find out who they are amongst all of that learning and everyone else sort of witnessing that it's a journey for them too. So it was a, it was a win for everyone. A win for everybody. Yeah. And, and there was such an amazing amount of talent and amazing amount of music that was, um, that was expressed, you know, and I think that was a great thing and it was, it was awesome. Well, Hey, um, is there anything else you want to add? Um, I mean, honestly, thank you for having me. I mean, it truly means a lot, like, especially with like the, the EP and, you know, all these singles dropping and really means a lot just to, you know, get the music out there and you guys taking your time and, you know, talking about music and stuff. It really means a lot to me. Oh, dude, we appreciate having you. I mean, it's always yeah. great to have such, you know, insightful takes on, on music and especially somebody who's going through the process. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Well, yeah, uh, so thank you. Don't forget, Scary Pool Party EP comes out, what, March 26th? 26th. March 26th, baby. Woo! Alejandro, dude, appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure. See you, mate.